This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, actives and inactives coming up 20 minutes from now. Just as a teaser, uh, we told you this in the opening segment, no surprise, but Mark Andrews, Ravens star tight end, officially inactive. Ravens tight end Mark Andrews will not play. Get him out of your fantasy lineups. If you're looking to replace Andrews, uh, I would go with Isaiah Likely, uh, the backup tight end to Baltimore, or Packers rookie tight end Luke Musgrave. More on this coming up 20 minutes from, from now. Actives and inactives here on Countdown to kick off with me, Nick Costos, and my co-host, Ken Barkley. Hi. Best bet still to come. Prop King still to come. But for now, we continue rolling through the line movement for week number one in the National Football League. Ken, let's go to Soldier Field, NFL's oldest rivalry with the Bears and the Packers. We know Christian Watson ruled out. That happened uh, on Friday. Christian Watson will not play for the Green Bay Packers, their number one receiver. Romeo Dobbs, Green Bay's number two receiver, will play, but is expected to be on a snap count, uh, expected to be limited with his hamstring injury. Where do we stand right now? Bears hosting the Packers here. Game one of the Jordan Love era as a starting quarterback for Green Bay. Yeah, just been such an interesting game to talk about all offseason because I think, uh, look, you know, you look at the the playoff teams from last year, you try to say, like, all right, who are the playoff teams going to be in each conference this year in the AFC? You'll come up with a lot of really likely candidates, right? You feel pretty good about the Chiefs making the playoffs again or the Bengals making the playoffs again or the Bills making the playoffs again. You get to the NFC and you get, like, two or three deep. Okay, Eagles, Niners if Purdy's fine, Cowboys because the roster's good. And then you just kind of stop for a little bit and you look at the other teams, you go like, man, there's going to be some really surprising teams in the NFC this year. And I think people have talked themselves for different reasons into one of these or both of these two teams potentially being surprise teams in the NFC this year. Obviously, a ton of upside with Jordan Love for the Packers. A lot of people, uh, at least in betting markets, in terms of MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, think Justin Fields could have a huge year and take a big step forward, obviously, after they had the worst record in the NFL last season. And so they play each other. You're going to get really differing opinions, right? You're going to get line movement both ways. You're going to get a really small point spread because both teams have the same preseason win total. They play in the same division. Uh, and that's what we've had, right? So at varying points in this offseason, the Bears were favored by one or three, or two, or one and a half, or the Packers were favored by one. And with the recent wide receiver injury news for Green Bay, Chicago is really now a consensus, like one and a half point favorite in this game. So there were times the Packers, you could find them minus one. It's really just Bears small favorite all across the board. And I think you have to make like a really tough kind of handicap of this game. Or And this is true with a lot of games. Honestly, this was true with the Chiefs on Thursday night. Okay, I'm trying to figure out like how this team is going to look. And they are missing either one key piece or multiple key pieces. Do I think that, what effect do I think that's going to have? Do I think they can overcome that? I think they can still play well despite that. Or do I think like that's a really, really big deal and maybe isn't being kind of properly uh, rated in terms of the point spread in the market? You have to do that with the Packers offense today. We really haven't seen Jordan Love play a lot and gets really difficult. Uh, Bears one and a half is your consensus number right now. And maybe we'll see like Chicago get bet at some point in between now and kickoff. Like Watson gets- out of time though, like, to be fair. Like Ken, like Watson gets announced out on Friday. Like the line not only doesn't move towards Chicago, like it moves a little bit towards Green Bay. Right, just goes back right, right back to coin flip again, right? And I, you might've mentioned this. I know you said Watson out. Dobbs on a pitch count. Dobbs, too, Dobbs, right? Dobbs not going to be limited. Yeah, in I mean, yeah, just correct. like, really? <laughs> just, <laughs> what kind of game is this going to be? I mean, just really like, I think so many potential things are on the table here. This is another important thing to keep in mind about this game, just really quick, and we'll move on. Um, week one doesn't mean the season. 
So like I'd say this with the Packers all the time. They played the Saints in Jacksonville, neutral site game, lost by like five touchdowns a couple of years ago. Uh, I was like, man, like five touchdown loss. That team must have been terrible, that Packers team. Uh, they ended up being the number one seed in the NFC. Their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, ended up winning the most valuable player award. So whoever wins this doesn't mean like that's the king of the division or that's the team that's going to challenge Detroit for the NFC North. But man, like I feel like so many things are in play now in this game. Well, stay tuned for overreaction Monday when we what? declare the no winner of this kidding. game. A playoff yeah. team. Right. All right, moving on. Uh, last year's kings of the NFC North, Ken, were the Minnesota Vikings. And I know a lot of people, oh, they, oh, they weren't actually that good. I, I agree. But they also won 13 games. 13. Uh, it was, I mean, it's a lot. Um, there were points. Didn't this win the is, playoffs. This is yeah. where, like, you know, like people, oh, well, Vegas knows. The sports book's trying to get you to bet something. Oh, yeah, well, like, yeah. But what about the line movement in this game? Uh, a couple months ago, we literally talked about it all, literally all offseason on You Better You Bet, the weekday edition of the show, 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern with myself and Ken. Uh, this was plus seven for Tampa. Like, okay, great. I'll take the bucks. Six and a half yeah i'll still take tampa six i'll still take tampa what's happening now here on game day ken minnesota coming off a 13 win regular season hosting todd bowles baker mayfield you you ever hear tom brady he ain't there anymore yeah. baker mayfield todd bowles in the box where's the line movement been in this game side in total uh literally 100 towards tampa bay forever <laughs> we when was the first time we talked about this march april whenever the, when was the schedule release may something like that and uh and the opening week one point spreads came out and the Vikings were about a seven-point favorite in the game. And I remember we first talked about the game. You were the first one, I think, that said this on our show. Just, oh, like, Vikings have to win by multiple touchdowns. They played a lot of close games last year. I know that was part of your handicap. Man, like, Tampa plus seven. Like, that's probably going to go down. And over the course of the offseason, seven, six and a half, six. And we were talking about the game even last week, early this week. Like, oh, man, like, six, what would you do? Probably done moving right now. No, no, we're not done moving. Uh, currently... The Vikings are a consensus four-point favorite in this game. So, again, just, like, think about that for a second. The Vikings, people have seen Minnesota games on TV, they have a tremendous home field advantage. Uh, historically, they they performed much better at home than on the road, uh, even more than a lot of NFL teams. And yet, despite that, they're only being favored by four against Todd Bowles and Baker Mayfield. I, I don't say, like, oh, that's like a trap or whatever, the type of language that you were talking about, too. It's just really interesting <laughs> where, like, People are very confident betting into the market that Tampa can either keep this game close or even have a chance to win. Uh, it is worth noting, and I mentioned like rusty offenses, guys that didn't play in the preseason in week one specifically, that tends to actually be a pretty big deal. Kirk Cousins is one of those quarterbacks, did not play the entire preseason. You wonder if week one, maybe the Vikings offense will be great overall. Justin Jefferson, the drafted Addison, like maybe they'll be really good overall. Week one, not playing in the preseason. Maybe the Vikings offense sputters a little bit. Again, against the Tampa defense, that might actually be pretty good. Todd Bowles, obviously, a great defensive mind. Just maybe we don't like Baker Mayfield in the offense so much. Vikings minus four. Uh, one of the bigger moves we've seen since the numbers opened. And worth noting, the total dropping a little bit also, 45 and a half. Sure. And I just know this from looking at props over the course of the last couple of days. You would expect guys like, like Justin Jefferson, obviously, first and foremost. TJ Hawkinson, Alexander Madison, the aforementioned Jordan Addison, right? That these numbers would go up, right? That, the I just yardage, they have Madison and Addison on the same team. Madison and Addison. Yeah. Uh, th they're going down like these yardage prop numbers. That doesn't yeah. mean they're going to go under. That That's not what it means at all. Just that maybe to Ken's point, we haven't seen the Vikings offense yet. Maybe coming a, a little slow out of the gates, the Minnesota Vikings offense. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting bet right now, as Ken telling you, um, on the road in Minnesota. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. You better you bet's countdown to kickoff presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. The show emanating live today from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, we Nevada, about MGM property. Uh, Ken, we have two of our uh, producers here, Andrew Williams, oh, the executive man. producer of our network, Alex Fasano, the executive producer of our show, both diehard fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Should they be happy with the line movement right now? <laughs> One of the best games today, yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting 
Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, if you want to bet the Steelers and you haven't made the bet yet, you're probably not very happy uh, with where the number's going. Again, one of the most discussed point spreads, betting markets of the offseason. Anytime you have like a small road favorite where it's basically almost becoming a pick the winner of the game type market, those are always really interesting. And when you have two kind of like brand name franchises in NFL history, the Niners and the Steelers, obviously both had a tremendous amount of success, especially the Niners the last few years. It's just going to be an interesting game to talk about. You throw in Brock Purdy uh, recovering from his injury all offseason. What's he going to look like in the game? Then you also throw in Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett having the best preseason anyone could like possibly have for any team ever. And I think uh, quarterback rating 158.3. It's a really you know high that number. Is? It's, it's a, the it's best per- possible it's number. A, you, you, you can't be 158.4. It's not, not allowed. It's not allowed. Um, so I think really because of that, you got Mike Tomlin, who I think a lot of people think is one, you know one of the better coaches in the league still. It's going to be a lot, a lot of optimism in the Steelers this year. Uh, and they are getting bet in the market currently. It's not like a significant point spread move. Again, the Niners were two, two and a half on the road in this game already. There are one and a half that have started started to appear. So even with a small point spread, even with the expectation being like, if you go to the counter and you want to bet the Steelers uh, plus the points, like you really need them to win the game, basically, to win your bet. The game's not going to land one or two a lot of the time, despite that very, very small point spread. People are still betting Pittsburgh. The market's still moving in their direction. So just really, really interesting. Very low total, it's worth noting also. in that game, just a little bit over 40. So one of the lower scoring games, at least in terms of what we expect uh, today, uh, Niners and Steelers. And if you're just coming out of like an NFL offseason long hibernation, uh, welcome. Yeah. Uh, Nick Bosa did <laughs> Boy, sign- that must have been nice, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we, we don't get that. Uh, yeah. but, well, we love the NFL. Yeah. Now, Nick Bosa signed his extension this week with San Francisco. Um, highest paid defensive player in history. Yeah, he can buy the MGM grand, basically. And, uh, yeah. and he will play today for San Francisco. Um, so too will George Kittle, uh, Kittle, uh, questionable on the injury report. Kittle expected to play. We'll bring you the official actives and inactives coming up 10 minutes from now on You Better You Bet's countdown to kick off. Uh, let's go to Foxborough, Ken. Oh, man. And if there's anyone in human history that <laughs> that needs to be applauded for more and cheered more and yeah. given the flowers to more, yeah. it, it's obviously Tom Brady. I human mean, the history, guy, the guy hasn't gotten enough plaudits over the 20-plus years yeah. that he's been in the NFL recently retiring. Tom Brady Appreciation Day in New England, <laughs> whatever. I, I, that's what I'm calling it. I don't think that's what they're calling it. Okay. But Tom Brady will be there at Foxborough today yeah. as the Patriots host the reigning defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Bill O'Brien in, Matt Patricia out as offensive coordinator in New England. That's good for the Patriots. But the Eagles roll into town with two new coordinators of their own. Where do we stand, line movement-wise, Eagles and Pats? A lot of interest in the Patriots, uh, really, in the last couple days. So this got out Eagles 4 Eagles by four and a half, even more than that on the road for, you know, really July and August as we were playing the preseason games. And look, I mean, it makes sense. Like if you have eyes and watched football last year, your lasting memory of these two teams is that the Eagles were essentially like one of the great talented rosters in the history of football, made the Super Bowl, had a lead at halftime, like arguably like should have won the championship if it wasn't for their defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach of Arizona. Like that's our Eagles impression. And then the Patriots, it's like stumbling all over themselves, can't run an effective offense, has Belichick lost his fastball team misses the playoffs like you're gonna see a point spread you know if it was like less than three be like no 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 like eagles have to be pretty big favorites in this game except just something i would remind people of like why are the patriots getting bet in this game the eagles are three and a half by the way on the board right now that's our current point spread just a reminder always ask yourself like if you're gonna make a bet or if you're gonna just think about football it's like a fun way to think about betting pro football college football how is this week or this game taking place exactly today going to be different but if it took place two weeks from now, month from now, end of the season, if it was a playoff game, is there something unique to this exact setup? And in the Eagles case, they're probably going to be awesome again. This, I mean, you look at the roster, like they're still awesome. Yeah, they lost a lot of guys. They also replaced all of their defensive players with players who played for Georgia, who had like the best defense in the history of college football. I think they're going to be okay. Roster's still awesome. Okay, great. But like, 
two new coordinators. Hertz didn't play all preseason. Right out of the gate on the road, does it have to be awesome? Or could it be like a little down just right now? And then for the next month, next two months, next three months, the team's unbelievable. So it's like, man, how could the Patriots be getting bet? Maybe the expectation is like, yeah, maybe it's a little clunky out of the gate for the Eagles offense. Maybe both coordinators being new, like has a significant impact on the road in this game. So yeah, Patriots getting bet a little bit. Eagles three and a half, the number in the market. Talk to me about the line movement quickly here in the Raiders and the Broncos in Denver. And then we'll talk about a game where we curiously have not seen a ton of line movement. But first, Denver right. and the Raiders here in the AFC West. Sean Payton in for Denver, Jimmy Garoppolo in for Vegas. Where do we stand? Yeah, so this is like the It Move Friday edition of the show. This was probably the most significant line move that we had uh, up until game day. This play took place on Friday. I think everybody knows Sean Payton, obviously, uh, first game as head coach for Denver. And not a lot of optimism about the Raiders' season. Josh McDaniels still the head coach. Uh, he is one of the favorites in the market, if you care, to be the first coach fired from a team in the NFL. That's usually not a really good sign. Win total very low. And uh, Denver was out to a pretty big favorite in this game. Three and a half, four, four and a half at times against Vegas. I think a lot of optimism about what Sean Payton's going to do, maybe turn around Russell Wilson's career. And what we've seen, especially in the last week, and especially on Friday, was this number get bet in favor of the Raiders, all the way down to Denver being just a three point favorite and for people who don't know uh, three is a very key number in betting markets what does a key number mean it means that in terms of margin of victory think about the final score of an nfl game three is going to be the margin of victory more often than any other number uh one way or another so you know, the difference between betting a team minus three and minus three and a half is actually really significant so the fact that we're down to three it's actually pretty interesting in this game uh money on the raiders and it will be curious to see how that plays out uh jimmy g and josh mcdaniels on the road at denver was a great home field early in the season curious to see if that money money is rewarded uh after the game and, let, be interesting. and let's close here though know, the segment is called it moved yeah this is a line that hasn't moved, but like demands conversation. Well, you know what this segment should be? This this game specifically should be, I wish it moved. Oh, the, the segment <laughs> is the same movie called Wrong. This is starring Nick and Ken. We, we were really hoping it would move. That's the name of this one. Uh, that is the Seahawks hosting the Cooper Cup-less Los Angeles Rams. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the little personal story. Uh, I thought I made a really, really good bet in this game. And sometimes you just want to be the first to bet information when it hits the market. Find out Cooper Cup may not play. Going to see a specialist about his hamstring injury, recurring injury in Minnesota. What's going on? Like, well, you know, is Cooper Cup going to play in week one? And I went and I just like bet Seattle the second that that information hit the market, thinking... I think correctly that Cooper Cup is a really important player that he might be, aside from Matthew Stafford, obviously the most important player on the Rams offense. He won Offensive Player of the Year and Super Bowl MVP. Probably a guy who matters a lot, especially because the other players on the roster are not very good. And so I go bet Seattle, lay four and a half. I bet a money line, like minus 200. I think those numbers are really going to improve in my favor as we go over the next week or so. Except something really funny has happened. They haven't improved at all. Uh, and the market really hasn't moved on this game very much, which I think is fascinating. And the, you, Nick and I kind of joke about this. You always say, like, I wonder how we're wrong. Because, like, you would think, you know, the market would move in our favor and people would agree with us. Maybe there's something about this game that we're missing. Um, so Seattle's a four-and-a-half, five-point favorite still without Cooper Cup. Matthew Stafford did not play all preseason. Curious kind of, like, what offensive performance you get. Yeah, he and McVay are awesome. Also, they're on the road in Seattle, and the roster's terrible. So curious to see how we're wrong. Seattle, four and a half, five. Can you give me 20 seconds, last one here, on the Saints and the Titans in New Orleans? Number that's been bouncing back and forth between Saints favored by two and a half, favored by three. Obviously, new quarterback for the Saints, Derek Carr. Uh, really, like, th there has been a lot of movement in this game. We're just bouncing back and forth, two and a half to three. Uh, curious to see where we land. Just seems like a lot of two-sided interest. Some people like the Titans plus three. Some people like the Saints minus two and a half. Yeah, we will talk more about that at every single game on the board coming up in our best bets to close the show a little more than an hour. 
from right now. Still to come here on You Better You Bet's Countdown to kick off live from Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, Nevada. Thy Royal Prop King coming up next hour. We will talk underdog money line parlay. We will talk teasers and if you should make them in week number one. But on the other side, all the actives and inactives are starting to come out. How do they impact the prop bets that you want to make? How do they impact the game bets that you want to make? How about your fantasy football lineups? I'm going to tell you coming up in moments here on You Better You Bet.